Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 240. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more, and we have with Rich Walker. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hello. So when we needed her, she could fight the battles that we never could. It's Alice Bell. Oh, thank you. Now, I believe... That this was from the last week, wasn't it? It feels like only a week ago, or is time passing? Yeah, oh, I know what it is. I don't know if Rich is... Rich does, surely. Wow. Oh, okay, you uh. don't. I thought you were well up on Marvel's cinematic universe. Oh, I am, yeah. It, it, it's I... from the start of the new Trailer. Avengers Infinity oh, War, isn't it? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the, one, yeah. the one that everyone took the piss out of because... Uh, what's his name? Thanos. Looks like Bruce Willis. Looks, and someone well, photoshopped Well, he looks Thanos. like many things. He looks like a thumb. I yeah, saw something. Yeah. But yeah, I watched that trailer. I was kind of half avoiding the trailer, but I said, look, I need something to start the podcast with. Yeah. This seems like the most relevant. It's a very good trailer. And it's a very good trailer. It really is. Yeah. Like proper. Yeah, very Get good. you pumped up mm. for this film, which... We'll probably, like, what, the Marvel films come in at just over two hours. Yeah. How do they fit all of these A-list actors is mad. into two hours? But yeah. it's, very, it's testament to how clever Marvel have been with building. Bob Chipman, Movie Bob, talks about it all the time. So they, they've built the cinematic universe such that, like, you can watch any of the films without having to yeah. know about the shared universe. But yeah. the fact that there is a shared universe keeps everyone talking about it between each movie and I read an article talking about like the, the costume designs and stuff and, and people saying that so to start off with Thor was like blonde guy with a cape and a hammer but now Chris Hemsworth has played Thor for so long that he is Thor so if you take away like the hammer and the cape it's still Thor yeah so it's very smart sorry this is uh, the nice. video game yeah. film podcast <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting though but because yeah l- like you say you can watch you can watch them individually mm-hmm. but if you have watched all of the 26 films or however many there are <laughs> there are now you will there will be payoff when you watch yeah. like say I haven't seen it yet but yeah like when you watch the most recent Thor and like this has all been in trailers and shit like and the mm. Incredible Hulk is in there and you oh, you, yeah. you know their relationship already because you've watched the Avengers yeah. films and it's going to be interesting what they do with Loki for this one as well because he uh, he definitely he's had a big arc over mm. from you know the first Thor film to the most recent Thor film his character has changed a lot mm-hmm. so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do with him in I imagine his role will be uh, high key rather than low key <laughs> Right, Colin, come on. On to the news this week, boy and girl, because there's been a bit of bit of uproar in the House of Commons. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's not related. This. No, I do have, I suppose, maybe bigger news is that we're not starting off with Star Wars. It may make an appearance oh, wow. later on, but it is going down the pecking order. My right? goodness. Because what we're doing, it's a, a comeback for Detroit Become Human, which started the show yeah. a couple of weeks ago. See, yeah. it's all yeah. kind of, it all comes in cycles. I mean, it's weird that it's made a comeback now as well. Yes. It's because, like, the, the games industry and, like, the games community kind of did its uproar about Detroit. We had our discussion. We had our discussion about it. And now <laughs> there are different, differing opinions and stuff. And everyone went, all right, we'll move on. We'll come back and to now it next the, year. The mainstream has now. <laughs> yeah, caught on. Yeah, so Conservative MP and chair of the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee, which does sound like something from W1A, Damien Collins. It is from W1A, they mention it. Uh, well, the, it, there's. <laughs> but there is culture, like, media, and, and also sport. sport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damien Collins, so he spoke about the. the Detroit trailer that was showing off at uh, Paris Games Week. Collins said, It is completely wrong for domestic violence to be part of a video game, regardless of what motivation is. What the motivation is, excuse me. Domestic violence is not a game, and this simply trivialises it. People who play this, who themselves have suffered abuse, will use this game to shape the way in which they deal with abusers. Now, will they? uh, Well, there was also Andy Burrows of the NSPCC. He mentioned that it does trivialise child abuse as well. And Esther Ranson, popular talk show host from the early 90s, who also set up Childline, uh, she said, We never want anyone to believe that beating a child to death with a belt is the stuff of entertainment. It should never be trivialised or turned into a game. Trivialised is kind of the buzzword. Uh, That's where they were kind of really going for here. Wait a minute. 
I don't remember a child being beaten to death in well, that no, trailer. We should, I mean, this was as reported by the Daily Mail and it right. sounds like, and we don't know, mm. but it sounds like the Daily Mail either sent them the video of the trailer or passed on some yeah, information. Yeah, their own conclusions. Um, mm. right. so, and, and then the, these people gave quotes and stuff. So it's... Yeah, it's the old thing. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I, the, the, I mean, they are raising points that were raised by people within yeah. the games community. So the idea that like you should not do a kind of choose your own adventure route to escape from domestic violence because it implies that you know there is a right way to respond to domestic violence to get out of it. That all that kind of stuff, yeah. which uh, interesting point. But I think this the issue here is that like the there's lack of a broader knowledge of the context of video games in some of these comments, I yeah. think. Like, it's always mm. disappointing when it's the kind of the the shittier aspects of games are, are what represent us in the mainstream. And I, it's, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if many of us would want David Cage to be, be, <laughs> to be the, what, the, 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 the face of yeah. games, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, well... It, it it kind of like yeah it it does feel that fr- from these these comments made by people involved in the the children's charities and obviously Mr Collins himself it feels very much like when say a new Rockstar game is coming out or whatever and it's like pick up on this one particular yeah, yeah. thing that has been shown to me or I've seen on the internet or whatever mm-hmm. and really focus in on that and go video games are bad because my six-year-old son or daughter will be playing them rather than the 18-year-old you would hope well-adjusted adult who would play this because that's the number that is on the box. I I read the article and like part, I think one of the, I think not Esther Ransom, but I think it was um, uh, not David Collins, but uh, Burroughs, I think, said that like, well, we've seen research that says that like actually, uh, you know, children under 18 play a lot of 18, 18 rated games it's like well that's not it's the parents that, like, fault isn't it well mm-hmm. but yeah, and, and that's also you know like see this is this is the thing right growing up I played like I played say the original GTA yeah. right which yeah you st- stole cars uh, knocked over pedestrians so on and so forth yeah uh, I can't remember. Were there prostitutes in the original GTA? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Were there? No, that was in yeah. GTA Three. But even GTA Three would have been two thousand. GTA Three, yeah. two thousand and one. Two thousand one. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm st- I'd still be what twelve, thirteen, maybe ish. Right. So I'd still be underage when I would have played GTA Three. Uh, like movies, the same. Of all, uh, growing up, I play or I watched certain films that maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. Right. And I think that comes down to the choice of. Of the parent, whether they think the child is adjusted enough to to uh, watch or play these kinds mm-hmm. of things, but it's it still does like if the box says an eighteen yeah. or whatever it is, then yeah, the the child probably shouldn't be playing it unless certain parameters yeah. have been set. Unless the parent has said, "I think you're okay to play this game." Yeah, yeah I, d- I don't think it's it fair to blame the medium as a whole for the fact that you know content warnings are ignored. Like mm. if you if you make like it's the same with like films. If you make a film and you say it's an eighteen film, it has this in it. That's kind of all you can do in yeah. advance of people buying it or watching it or whatever. Um, but it's just it. Uh, it's just always just because you know we love games as you know everyone in this room right and yeah, we'd yeah. love to see games mm-hmm. uh thought of legitimately by more people and it, it's it's always disappointing when something like this is is used to kind of wholesale write off games as a medium able yeah. to explore any issue like well, that's yeah that's what, it. i want i want to see games tackling <laughs> subjects like these you know because you know why not why why is it okay for films and television mm. to do it I mean, it, obviously, it depends on how it's handled. Yeah, but I think it's kind of a brave move to try and push these boundaries a bit. I mean, it's how, whether David Cage is the right man to do it, and how David Cage does well, it, yeah. and well, if he is successful yeah. in doing it's it. Kind it, of it's, like we'll see. Yeah, like, well, is a subject for hmm. for when it comes out, but I don't think it's right to to kind of say this this game should be stopped before. We've actually seen the broad context of it. You could say like the the trailer was you know was used badly, yeah. like the scenes in it in context or whatever. If that's what you think, but I Oops, think yeah. pre banning the game, no, it's yeah, 
is extreme. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing that always happens with games, right? Rather mm. than films, like Rich well, said. It, it's it's always important to take yeah take context into uh, into consideration and to look at each case individually because. You never know what's going to happen. Like, you open Pandora's box otherwise and everything just fucking flies out, all the negativity. Pandora's and that's loot box. That's, oh kind of, my God. that's kind of what happened with that, you know? I did say that Star Wars was a bit down. <laughs> it's only been knocked up no, to far second down. place. Uh, now, this is a... It almost didn't make, but I was like, this is quite an interesting story, actually. So, Blake Jorgensen, EA's chief financial officer, in the last week, he was discussing... Uh, I was at some press conference and... Uh, they were discussing how uh, in the loot boxes they didn't include cosmetic mm. items like uh, costumes or whatever. Because I think a lot of people were saying if that was what it was, yeah. if it was just like a different color outfit for Han Solo or whoever, people would be like, you know, I'm fine. But the reason they didn't include that, Rich, was because it would, like, canonically, it wouldn't fit with the what, Star Wars what, series. What's wrong with little bunny ears for Darth Vader? Well, they thought there was an awful lot wrong with that. So they right. said, look, we won't do it because... I don't know, Mickey Mouse would be banging on the door and saying, what's going on here? So we said, fair enough. So they didn't, right? They didn't. Mm-hmm. However, it seems like they did. It seems like they did. With right. like, lads, come on. So uh, a Redditor by the name Uninspired Zebra, uh, they somehow, God only knows how, uh, but uh, they were able to to find a hidden menu that offered like different skin options for for various characters, like there was in the first game. The, was was there? Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, you could do that. You could um, choose your race. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could. Yeah, you, yeah. So they're just adding that in, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there there were already some cosmetic items like you could get change the color of the lightsaber. Uh, you could get like different outfits for Ray and stuff based on you know. I don't think you change lightsaber. Her pre-outfit. Her pre-Last Jedi outfit and her current Last Jedi outfit. There's loads of different All skins stuff you like could that. have, though. Like, loads of, yeah, and like... Just without messing with the canon. So I think that was probably a lie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to... Which is written? Sla- Slibel. I don't want to lie. Slibel. I don't want to sl- slander anyone, but I mean, it like someone data mined it and found loads of cosmetic shit. Mm. So like, lads, come on. Uh, there was also a few, or there is a, I think it's today, is it? No, I'm thinking of mixing up my Destiny stories with my Star Wars stories, but there's a few changes coming to the progression system for Star Wars where at the end of rounds, uh, the credit rewards have been increased. Uh, arcade mode is going to pay out three times as many credits uh, at the end of, I suppose, yeah, at the end of your match. And also daily login credits as well is going to give you more crafting parts to, yeah. I suppose, get, then get more star cards, really. Yeah, because the crafting parts was how you got star cards and upgraded by them. and upgraded them yeah. without uh, paying for loot crates mm. or using the daily loot crate. But the only way you got crafting parts was in the loot crates that you bought. Yeah, Yeah, it was an interesting system. Uh, to be fair, so they are trying to make changes to that, just like Destiny are trying to do. They're trying to make changes as well, or Bungie, I should say. After they got caught, right? Destiny. They kind of got caught a well, little bit. Well, they were planning a live stream for the Curse of Osiris uh, mm. DLC, right? It was all building up to that grand, but there was a bit of uproar within the player base yeah. over the, I believe, Rich Walker, was the XP. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, yeah, so then they cancelled the live stream and then put out a, a blog update titled The State of Destiny 2, mm-hmm. which as an Irishman, I find quite funny. <laughs> the State of Destiny 2. Um, so yeah, yeah, in this State of Destiny 2, they mentioned a couple of changes they're making to the game, which are going to be implemented today at time of recording uh, on the 5th of December. And also there will be another round on the 12th. And there's a few things like... There's, uh, I think they're changing. Oh yeah, they're adding like visual customization options to armor, where you won't lose shaders. Which is are they're the like yeah, you change color yeah, w- yeah. one yeah. time. Is it? They're consumable before. Uh, there are there's also a new tier of weapons called the masterwork weapon- weapons, which are just better than legendary, and they allow you allow you to generate orbs and track and display kills and stuff like that. Uh, faction leaders are getting faction-specific armor and weapons, which 
Rich and Alice probably know more than me. These are all just words, really, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so they, obviously the XP as well, which Bungie said on the XP situation, they said, we already see that the newly adjusted 160k XP per level value means that leveling is too slow for some activities. And we have begun the process of collecting data and recalibrating XP earn rates to improve them as quickly as possible. So like the, the issue, as far as I'm aware was that, yeah, people weren't getting XP quick enough? So, well, as you know, Colm, there is a level cap. Yes. Like in well many, aware, big Destiny man here. Like in any <laughs> online games, mm. yeah. there is a level cap, and then with the expansions, they bump the level cap up a bit. So, uh, post-level cap, you continue to earn XP for doing stuff, yep. but that then goes towards... Um, bright, bright engrams. Bright. Mm. Have cosmetic shite in them. Okay. So, yeah. like, like the shaders, like we just mentioned, yeah. stuff like that. Um, now, it was discovered, I believe, that um, the XP was sort of being invisibly throttled once you got up to that point. Mm-hmm. So that you basically weren't earning as much as you thought. Oh. Yeah. Which is one of the, Do you remember a while ago there was all that kind of like invisible things devs do to make you enjoy games yes. more? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, in this game, your first shot will always do all like all that kind of stuff. This is sort of like that. But in, invisible knows. invisible <laughs> things we do to kind of <laughs> that became visible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like are are either of you still playing Destiny Two? Like is this I, I is played this, it last night. And so I is did... this of relevance to you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean I I'm I'm up for Curse of Osiris when it comes out. I didn't really get into the first game as much and I kind of gave the expansions a miss. But um I mean I've been away from it for a long time. So I need more excuses to come back, basically. So if they fix this XP shit and I can unlock a load of cool cosmetic stuff and there's new armors and things to earn, maybe I'll, you know, go back regularly because I'd stop playing for ages. And I was like, why well, bother? Well, you, I suppose like you, you, you've done all the in-game stuff and you've done yeah. the raids. <clears throat> Story's done, raids done, done. Because I've, he- I've heard that criticism about Destiny 2. Yeah. That once you have, like, once you've finished the game and you finish the raid... There isn't an awful lot to, to do. No, unless you want to bump your power level up and get ready for the next thing that's coming along, the next bit of DLC or activity or whatever. Mm. There's not really much of a point. But I'm kind of like, I, I have played, I don't think that's much different from other online games, really. No, 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 no. Like your wows and that. That's, mm. that's not necessarily a criticism I would have for Destiny. That I don't think it's doing... But I think the first Destiny didn't do that as much. This is so, all yeah, second hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Des- the first Destiny, everyone was like, oh yeah, it's really good after the Iron Throne. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good old DLC. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Rise of Iron. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's it's it. It's interesting to, to hear that yeah, in, in the lead up to yeah. Curse of Osiris, you've decided to kind of go back to it and to rejoin yeah. uh, the, the Destiny train because that's kind of similar to what Ashley Birch has done. <laughs> uh, voice actress <laughs> Ashley Birch. Good Lord. Who, uh, she... <laughs> I played a pivotal role in 2015's Life is Strange because she was Chloe Price, who, if you'll remember, was lead character Max Caulfield's uh, kind of best friend, mm-hmm. stroke, love interest, stroke, whatever. Just the, the secondary character, basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for the uh, the prequel miniseries, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Ashley Birch didn't return. She didn't return to play the, the role of Chloe Price. Basically, because of the SAG-AFTRA strike, which, if you remember, was the the strike that voice actors uh, were were uh, in the middle of because mm-hmm. they just weren't getting fair pay and fair rights and so on and so forth. Now, as of November, the strike is over and everyone's agreed to a particular deal. Yep. So Ashley Birch can return to the series and that's what she's doing. Hooray. Alongside Hannah Tell, who will be uh, picking up her role as Max Caulfield, for a bonus episode to Before the Storm called Farewell. Uh, it will be part of the deluxe edition of Before the Storm, will be out early 2018. And according to the little blurb of, there was a behind-the-scenes video they posted on the official Live Strange YouTube channel. And uh, uh, in that little blurb, it said, this may very well be the last time that you will get to see Max and Chloe together. So, be kind of mm. interesting. No, the... The narrative that I didn't see being picked up on a lot in this 
uh, we are with this story was Rihanna DeVries. I believe. Right. I hope. I'm almost positive that's her name. Rihanna DeVries, <clears throat> who what, or is the voice actress for Chloe Price now yeah. in Before the Storm. Mm-hmm. She is gone. She's like, thank you very much, Rihanna. See you later. We got the woman back we wanted. And she will be, she will be doing mocap, I think, okay. for, for uh, Chloe Price. Whereas now she's doing mocap and the voice I found this, I don't know, I found this a little bit strange. Now, maybe there was a something, maybe there was a conversation beforehand and, like, maybe it was set out from the start that you will yeah, be, maybe. you will be Chloe until yeah. all this sag after stuff is sorted yeah. out. Now, once that's done, we will be getting on the blower to Ashley Birch and saying, please, dear God, <laughs> come back to us and we'll try and work something or out. Or maybe Rihanna DeVries or whatever did those three core episodes... And then the bonus episode is just Ashley Birch because maybe they're a bit more grown up or something. And that's their excuse. Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, when will Farewell be set? Yeah. Like, is it going to be... Because obviously at the end of Life is Strange, it's Bay or Bay, right? Yeah. Uh, so maybe it'll be assuming you chose Bay or... Or Bay. <laughs> maybe it'll be them saying goodbye then. Or maybe I it follow, will be... I follow, yeah. yeah or yeah, maybe yeah. it'll be... Um, them saying goodbye when uh, she leaves for the first time. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Max leaves Arcadia Bay, but they would be quite young then. Which makes me wonder what season two going to be like. You know, what's good? Cool? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's, uh, they did work. Rihanna DeVries and um, Ashley Birch did work quite closely for Before the Storm. Apparently, yeah, she was a consultant. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine between the two ladies, there's no kind of animosity yeah um but it's i don't know and it it's i would imagine like the 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 three core episodes were done yeah and this was maybe written and then they post were, yeah yeah well they they are polishing deck nine games uh episode three of before the storm which is meant to be early next year i, I think they just i think they put out a thing yesterday saying coming soon cryptically so pff, what's that Later this month, next month, don't know. Soon. I, at, at this rate, to be honest, it's hard to tell. Maybe Daisy yeah. will be out before us. Uh, possibly. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, that was a personal favourite. I really enjoyed that one. I thought that was excellent. Good <laughs> job, everyone. So Daisy, right? It started life as a mod in 2012 mm-hmm. and was released. Well, released, released as, a, as an early access game in 2013. It's still not been fully released, it's has no, it? No, it's in yeah. fucking alpha, yeah. Rich. <laughs> really? Uh, it's not. Hasn't released beta, released re- fucking hell, reached <laughs> beta, beta, beta. Uh, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon because in his status <clears throat> report by lead producer Eugene Harton, uh, he, I suppose he lamented the fact that the game was meant to be in beta by the end of this year and yeah. sadly missed that because of the scope of the game. However, if, if it all kind of goes as planned and if uh, they reach beta in... Uh, for the PC version uh, by the time they want to they are going to start work on the yeah. Xbox One edition yeah now in this status report as well it's worth noting that nothing was mentioned about the PS4 version just the fact yeah. that both the Xbox One and PC version should be out mm. by 2018 do you think there's a deal there or well, are I they w- just silently canned it or, 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 or is is that <clears throat> or is that just it comes to Xbox on the preview program because you look if you look at PS4 oh, yeah. it doesn't have an equivalent now yeah. Fortnite has kind of gotten around that though on PS4 yeah and so has um, uh, Epic's other game the, the MOBA thingy what's it called again uh, Lawbreakers no well yeah that's one that's um, Boss Key but they're MOBA come on come on uh, um, they keep adding characters to it like all the time it's gone out of my head. I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, Epic's uh, MOBA. Yeah, they've got a MOBA on PS4 and PC. And the name Gigantic? escapes me. No, that's, that's uh, on Xbox. Let me see. What other fucking MOBAs are there? <laughs> Lol, Dota. Awesome uh, Nuts. <laughs> no. Um, I'll, 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 it'll come to me. I'll keep thinking. Metal Gear Solid 4. That's the one. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm glad we we cleared yeah. that up anyway. Uh, but yeah, well, DayZ is one that... I'll see it when I believe it. It's been coming within a very long time. Yeah. And it, like, is there a, a point of diminishing returns with Daisy? Like when Daisy comes out, will anyone truly 
still care. Well, maybe... that's, that's, that's what I wonder about Battlegrounds, is that when Battlegrounds yeah. is, when it launches, when it's released, when 1.0 is released, mm. will, will people still... The Kale? full I suppose they, they, are, they, are, they are planning on this year, though, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, the, the, the full version needs to basically offer something compelling over the beta to make people go, oh, the full version's out now, and it's got this, this, and this, so mm. I'm going to play it kind of thing. Yeah, like, when, when it comes out, yeah. who will be left to buy it? Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, everyone on Xbox One's going to presumably be quite excited about it because no one's played it, it yeah. presume, assuming you don't have a PC and you only have an Xbox. Um, but otherwise... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it will, as you say, like, it, maybe there's some deal being struck between uh, the Xbox yeah. and... Um, like PUBG. What's his name? Dean Hall or... Yeah, his, maybe. Or, or the, the Daisy, Daisy crew. But it's interesting that I use the word struck, really, because that's... Like, striking plays a large part in <laughs> oh, <God>. mixed martial arts. <laughs> now, there it is does, yeah, uh, Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling yeah, and so yeah, on and so yeah. forth as well. Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Not your best. <laughs> uh, no, the other one was very good. That one, not so much. But uh, a streamer on Twitch by the name of AJ Lester. Uh, this is just a nice little story that I quite enjoy. Oh, this is the funniest thing I've seen in my whole life. <laughs> it's it, it, great. Oh my god! Over the weekend, right on the well Saturday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, our time, UFC two hundred and eighteen was happening, and AJ Lester wanted to watch it, I suppose. Uh, but he also wanted other people to watch it. He wanted to share the wealth. Yeah. Right, so he was able to. But the thing is, you can't on Twitch. You can't do that. You can't be streaming no, UFC God events no. and no. UFC <laughs> Dana yeah, White to be and the, what do they call the Fertitas? They'd be very unhappy with it as well. Yeah, it's, it's worth pointing out. This was not. It wasn't just like turning on the BBC to watch like. Oh no! This is this a, is a, this a, is a pay per view. Yeah, this is so. a pay per view event. You have to spend money to mm. to to watch this. So AJ Lester on Twitch. He streamed himself watching the UFC yeah. event, but even that's not good enough, right? Because <laughs> still, like, oh, you'd be asking questions. How is he just watching uh, someone else play this? So you got you to kind of get around this. No, Lester got around this by holding a controller whilst watching it and every now and again <laughs> pressing a button. Pretending to play it. And make, he... I, th- I think, do you know on Twitter you say, like, what you're playing? Yeah. He had UFC 3 nice. as the game he was playing. So, <laughs> fucking genius. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. He nearly got away with it as well. Yeah, yeah if it wasn't yeah. for those pesky kids. Yeah, yeah, it was basically picked up by a lot of... I mean, it was picked up by a lot of sites. Yeah. And I think his his uh, his archive video of the stream has since been mm. taken down right. I believe oh it's so good and he was like doing commentary on it as if he was playing it and was he was like oh come on, come on, come on. I blocked that I blocked that it's just so <laughs> brazen it's oh, just massively yeah 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 I admire him for it yeah, if yeah. I'm honest yeah, you know I, they're, they're, don't they're... steal from corporations obviously yeah yeah unless you can get away with it but <laughs> the fucking hell the the goal the, just the confidence yeah the I just the the daring do just you the, know you know you could the golden nuggets on him yeah, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. the cocoa pops on him yeah. the, the cornflakes the frosties oh, uh, yeah, you know yeah, 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 you, yeah, you got to say the, like the Super Mario cereal on it on him what are you talking about Rich <laughs> uh, Super Mario cereal yeah? is coming what are you, did really? you did you know that no it was, <laughs> it's it's coming she don't mind her she just doesn't like joy it's coming to America. <laughs> And it's box functions as an amiibo. Oh, see, I'm upset it's only coming to America. Well, it, it, it is a little bit sad. So basically, Nintendo and Kellogg's, uh, they have announced, announced an appa- a partnership where there'll be a new Super Mario series, which I think is just called Super Mario, not even Super Mario Flakes or fucking anything like that. Uh, and the Super Mario serial is... It, it looks kind of Lucky Charms-esque. It looks yeah. very American. Sugary and disgusting. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's why it's not allowed here. It's because yeah. one of those cereals that <laughs> has marshmallows in it. We're, we're not allowed to sell it here because it will kill your children. Yeah, it's like all the... It's marshmallows of the question mark blocks and yeah. I think there's... Is there one-ups in there as well? But it's all the famous Mario Which, kind of By the things. way, I tried Lucky Charms and that because... When when you live here, they're kind of this apocryphal like yeah. thing that you see people hideous. loving on. Yeah, mm. they're fucking disgusting. They're if you're an vinyl. American listening to this, I, God love you, but your cereal's fucking gross. Yeah, it's, it's grim. I once tried. 
Where was this? Was this in America? I once tried Fruit Loops. Oh, they're nasty. Oh, yeah, they're grim. They are fucking mank. Like, just just as if Satan himself designed a cereal. Christ, they're vile. That's a popular cereal. People buy that and eat it all the time. Sort your breakfast out, America. Yeah, yeah. Pancakes, good. Bacon, good. Cereal. Yeah, not, not right. good. You would consider bacon an American delicatessen for breakfast? No, well, no, uh, um, American bacon is different to, That's to like crispy. Well, fuck, we learn something new every day. How? It's not different, different. It's just if you order bacon it's made in America. out of rabbit. It tastes like frazzles. <laughs> if, if you right? order bacon in America, they'll bring you um, like streaky bacon. Yeah. Whereas if you order bacon here, you'll get like. And it's invariably. Crispy, right? Is ours is, is back bacon or is theirs back bacon? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, they they basically their bacon is a different cut to yeah to bacon you order in England. And what's Canadian bacon then? Because there was a film called Canadian Bacon. Uh, I, I it's got maple syrup on it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'd like to distance myself from uh, the comments <laughs> of one Alice Bell. Uh, yeah, so the cereal, it, as we said, it acts as an amoeba because. You you can scan it using the the fucking Nintendo Switch, and you'll get in Super Mario Odyssey. You'll get like hearts and coins, basically. So it's not like it does anything right. major, but it does give you something, I suppose. That's nice. But yeah, it is nice. But yeah, Kellogg's UK have said it's not coming over here, so don't get your hopes up. Well, thanks right. a lot, Kellogg's. I know, yeah, you bastards. <laughs> To what we've been playing this week, Alice Bell, you have been revisiting the 1940s in Call of Duty WW2. Revisiting because I'd been there before. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I think you had, didn't you? You was this last week you spoke about it? Week before? Oh yeah, maybe. Anyway. Yeah, because I hadn't uh, played an awful lot of it, but I've, mm. I've you have finished, finished the campaign. You finished the campaign. I mm. believe you you spoke about your not necessarily dislike, but your indifference, I suppose, to lead character. Ooh, something Daniels. I can't remember. On a side note, uh, I do want to say, right, on Twitter, um, uh, a, yeah. de- a, a developer called... I know what you're going to say. ...called Charles <laughs> said that... Um, he, he said that the brother... Or sorry, the lead character's brother is yeah. called Paul. Therefore, he is Paul fucking Paul Daniels. Daniels. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is the lovely Debbie McGee? She's I, on BBC's and Saturday Night I forgot Dancing. about that. I forgot about that. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, Chaz, if you're listening, yeah. good spot. Um, <laughs> fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Love that. It completely changed my it's entire magic. opinion on the it's game. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Alice Bell, what did you th- was your time in it magic? <laughs> did, <laughs> did you like it? Not a lot, but. <laughs> Not a lot, but yeah. Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> um, yeah. It, <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. But when uh, yeah, no, it was it was um some bits of it I liked more than others. I wasn't indifferent to the protagonist. I thought he was fine. It was mm-hmm. just just like I said before, just quite easy to kind of take the mick out of him. As a character, mm. again, not again, not to take the mick out of anyone who fought in World War Two, but specifically this man that they're crazy. Yeah, I mean, to be. I, I've forgotten his name. I, I remember his just, brother's name like, very well. Was it red or something? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ro- Ronald. 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 Ronald Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. uh, but just because he was just like, you know, I remember taking you to prom. The night he's Forrest Gump. He's like, he, no. Do you know what he is? He is Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Just that kind of. Like I don't know, I'm just a simple Yankee boy, and I'm gonna kill them yeah. Nazis. And like, like it's, I think you said was this off mic or not? I can't remember. But like, yeah, Alice was. Yeah, you. yeah. That was like, you know, I don't know, I I don't know much, but I know right from wrong. Yeah. Like just just that kind yeah. of I don't because they do that that those Nazis really salt my melon. Yeah. Like. <laughs> They, they do play with like going a bit deeper at points. And we even said this on the podcast before at the uh, one of the opening missions where one of them criticizes the crowds, he calls them. And one of the other soldiers oh, yeah, yeah. says like, whoa, they have families and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, this is interesting. Where, where are you going with this? But it doesn't really go into that yeah. anymore. Yeah. It kind of goes down the route of like. Uh, uh, what is this? The sergeant and the lieutenant, but mm. like one, two of the mm. the higher ranking lads kind of. I suppose I don't want to give away too much yeah, but like yeah. you know there's I don't know I feel like they could have maybe gone a little bit further with I, it. it it's difficult because 
I think it's probably as good as it can be given that it is a war game trying to balance being a war game with kind of the emotional resonance the emotional resonance of the one of the, like the biggest conflict in our recent history that uh has been shown so often in other media as well and explored so often in other media that was able to so for example like band of brothers comes up a lot because it is i think aiming to capture a little bit of what Band of Brothers did. Band of Brothers was how, like, what, 12 episodes that were an hour long each. Uh, so it was able to kind of do a little bit more. See, I don't know, because then this is probably a conversation for a couple of weeks' time, but, like, Band of Brothers is what, 10 episodes? No, uh, 10 or uh, like, I own it on Blu ray, but I'm embarrassed to say I've still not watched it. It's. <laughs> I know that like the campaign is like a comparable length. I guess. So, yeah, like there but is like the campaign as well, like six hours, six seven hours versus maybe an five, extra. Yeah, five or six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You say six is your your kind of midpoint. Yeah. Like another three or four hours on top of that, and you have Band of Brothers. Like, yeah, I mean it's 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 it's. I think they're trying to balance like having those kind of sort of slow like cutsceney almost moments of like. Exploring the Explosion. characters getting mm. on with each other and stuff, but then also fucking kill killed twenty men like yeah. like because like there's one point where you're like dogfighting uh, and there's a little like because it's weird at certain points you just come out yeah. of the troop that you like Daniels playing as Daniels and then you'll be in a tank or yeah. in an airplane yeah uh, and there's one bit where you're you're basically protecting um some bombers so you're in a do- you're in dogfights and you <laughs> it's like a little like cross off this many enemy planes yep. in the corner yeah. so it's it's a weird balance between it being a game and it being wanting to be more of a serious comment i suppose mm-hmm. um and it's probably i think uh, they did as good a job as they were able to do with it still being a game yeah, yeah. but then the i guess the argument then is like well games they're not necessarily very suited to that type of game is not suited to telling that type of story. I thought so. it was a very good campaign, but yeah, like, it could I, have been I, better. I enjoyed it, like particularly. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there like, were there were uh, like again, I kind of I'll avoid it here. But there was one mission I mentioned to you earlier, yeah. Alice, that I particularly enjoyed because it it was a little bit different. Yeah, and I know, even another one you're talking about. Even last yeah. year, yeah. with Infinite Warfare, I thought Infinite Warfare had maybe had a bit more variation in. In yeah. the the types of missions you could do, or like felt like there were uh, a smattering more stealth missions, yeah. and yeah. Uh, ones in the and fighter jet or whatever. I, it was. I think as it, as like a campaign for like if it was like like as a campaign for for like a shooter, I think it's good. It does it does a lot of very good stuff as like a telling a resonant story about the Second World War. I think it does fall short compared to mm. other stories that have been told about the Second World War. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose it's hard sometimes to, to mix video games and history. Like, not everyone can get it right. Oh, you're doing it for this section now. Uh. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always do, don't I? I don't know. But Ubisoft have tried for about 10 yeah. years with Assassin's Creed. And they mm. tried once more again. And they probably will for another 10 years. But this year, uh, they tried Assassin's Creed Origins. I have played a little bit more of that. Mm. I've put about 12 hours into it. And I think I'm at level ooh, 19, I think. Are you enjoying it? I So I've killed the first... So basically, in Assassin's Creed, there are a number of people you have to... I don't know if we've said this before, but a number of people you have to assassinate. Mm-hmm. And... There's five at the bottom, I think. Yeah. And then four at the next level. And yeah. whilst I haven't got further, I can only imagine three, two, one. But I don't know. I, I've, I haven't played that far. But anyway, I've killed the bottom five and I've killed mm-hmm. the f- next one after that. Okay. I think, which was great. Mm-hmm. I have to say that guy in particular. Do you remember? Um, which one was he? What was his animal name? The Scarab. Do you remember uh, that one? I don't want to go into it too much. But anyway, that was really well done. Can't remember. Um, I am quite enjoying this. It's good, isn't it? Uh, it is good. Really good. Uh, like, because, yeah, yeah it's, it's a big fucker of mm. a game. And even at that point where you go from the bottom level of five people to assassinate and you go up to the four, like, you, I don't know, I think I was at level... Oh, I had, like, seven or eight levels to go to get to the next recommended level to yeah. take on the, the next guy. And I was thinking, oh, Jesus, how long is this going to take? But... 
the getting there is quite fun. Yeah. And the side missions are quite enjoyable. It's a, it's a fun world to be in yeah. and explore. Yeah. You know, my like this is a, a complaint I have with Assassin Assassin's Creed games is that it does it doesn't punish you for being stealthy. However, what it does do is reward you for being more gung-ho. Right. Because when you kill someone, you get get XP. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you get fucking nothing. But, but if you kill them from stealth, you get you get yeah. X, you get XP. XP. But at the same time, what if I just want to kind of swoop in and grab the thing and fuck off? I don't want to be seen yeah. by any bastard. Well, you can do I that. But but I I don't benefit then. Well, I don't, I, I don't the, get XP for that. My incentive for going stealthy was that I didn't get into a big fight and end up attracting reinforcements and it all kicking off. And it's just cool to be stealthy, isn't it? It's like you were never there, a ghost, <laughs> right? <laughs> does that not appeal to you? It it it, it does, but it, I I would like I don't know. Right. I I feel unless I'm wrong, I, like on because I haven't <laughs> been able to do it yet. Like unless there is a uh, some XP benefit for completing a thing without being seen like a Deus Ex right. which gives you an XP boost for like I don't know do they call it Ghost or something as far yeah, as I yeah. remember yeah. Uh, that actually you get that when you complete the mission because it's like you weren't seen by anybody you were shit out of this yeah I'd have liked yeah like a little XP payout for clearing like a camp unseen that mm. would be quite cool but it's yeah. again fun to, to be in and I feel like again I've Barely scratched the surface. Have you like, unlocked the um, predator bow thing where you can hold the trigger and follow the arrow through the air? No, not That's yet. That's fun. Is <laughs> That's good because you can guide your arrow and shoot people in the eye and stuff. Uh, do, yeah. how, what's the reasoning in game for that? Do they give you any? Uh, no, no reason. No. <laughs> no, no reason. Just you can guide arrows around. But yeah. yeah. That's, Just as how there, pretty... is, there is no in game justification for how your eagle is like, squaw, there are crocodiles yeah. over there. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a connection with that man's yes. taking a piss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I probably, do you know what? Would have been better if I tied this into earlier. But Assassin's Creed, like, there's, there's war, I suppose, going on between uh, the <laughs> different camps, Cleopatra and what's the yeah. other guy's name? Um, Ptolemy, isn't it? Ptolemy, yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd imagine there's a bit of war as well in Battlefield One, Rich. Yeah, namely I've, in in the name of the Tsar. Yeah, I've I've been revisiting it because the premium pass was twelve quid in the Black Friday sales. So I've been back to Battlefield, and there's a big Battlefield One event going on at the moment, the Battlefield One Holidays thing, where they're rewarding you loads of battle packs for logging in. Um, Just for logging in? Yeah, hmm. yeah, and for completing a match and stuff. So I've been like, yeah, why not? Give it another go. Is In the Name of the Tsar very much like 1993 Daniel Day-Lewis film In the Name of the Father? It's exactly like that. Good. Yeah. Delighted <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a few new maps and some uh, new factions and female troops and stuff like that, new vehicles, weapons, so, is the, so on. Is it the first... Uh, like the in is this the second or third DLC second pack? expansion? So the first one was and they shall not pass, um, which I think added the French faction, was it? And this one adds a Russian one. And there was no you couldn't choose to play as a woman in no, that. I don't think so. No. Okay. So um, yeah, it's really cool revisiting it actually, and it looks great. Uh, I've been playing it on the X, and they've um, enhanced it. I think. And, uh, you know, that's always nice to, to go back and see a game looking prettier than you remember it. And yeah. uh, have a bit of fun, play with some new content and stuff. And, uh, yeah, how, it's how just is, a, such a good game. How is the new content? It's, like, it's or- good. Yeah, it adds a lot of cool stuff. Um, I like playing the multi-stage operation stuff as well. It goes on for ages and ages and ages, but it's really enjoyable. Um, they're adding new modes soon as well, which I'm kind of excited about. So Russian Conquest are t- kind of the two core modes you play. And they're kind of uh, melding them together into one mode called, ah, forgotten, something. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. So I'm just trying to sort of get back into it and uh, get my eye back in before the new uh, the new stuff drops. I think next week, I think, as part of this big celebration thingy. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to join my squad, uh, you know, you're very welcome to. <laughs> what's what's the name of your squad, Rich? I, I haven't got one yet. But okay. what I meant is, you know, we can we can all play you, together. You were lying. Were you yeah, I was I was lying. Oh, I don't yeah, have a squad. Lied. I'm lonely. You were almost a jill sandwich. 
It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Rich Walker, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2006. 2006. Okay. Clue number two. An anniversary edition of my one and only game came to mobile last year. But I've had a few re-releases on consoles too, showing the popularity of my game, some would say. Fuck. What? Clue number three. While I was designed to be a sort of generic type, parallels have been made between myself and Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the uh, Rye. Oh! Uh, God <laughs> damn it! I, I clue number four. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Clue number Clue number four, my game was banned in Brazil and, co- and courted controversy over here too. Ah. And clue number five, as a matter of fact, my game was called something different over here to what it's normally referred to. Uh, and a sequel has been rumoured for many years. Uh, oh, name. wait, no. Clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in 2006. An anniversary edition of my one and only game came to mobile last year and I've had a few re-releases on consoles too showing the popularity of my game. Clue number three, while I was designed to be a sort of generic type, parallels have been made between myself and Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye. And clue number four, my game was banned in Brazil and court of controversy over here. And clue number five, as a matter of fact, my game was called something different over here to what it's normally referred to and a sequel has been rumoured for many years. Any takers? I haven't got a clue. I can't even guess. I don't don't know. The character I was looking for, the name on the sheet, is Jimmy Hopkins. Ah, fuck. A mobile anniversary version. I didn't know that. Uh, Jimmy Hopkins. That's what threw me again. There's always a... Uh, to, to go through the clues uh, my first appearance in a video game came in 2006 obviously bully mm-hmm. uh, clue number two an anniversary edition of my one and only game came to mobile last year but I've had a few re-releases on consoles oh. too showing the popularity of my game clue number three while it was designed to be a sort of generic type parallels have been made between myself and Holden Caulfield so from Cash and Roy I didn't know that apparently they have I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> my game was banned in Brazil uh, so based on psychological findings by the state Psychology Society Didn't know that either Which said that the game Would be put potentially harmful To teenagers and adults Anyone caught This was an interesting one though Anyone caught selling the game Would face a daily fine Of <laughs> one One thousand Like <laughs> Brazilian Pounds <laughs> <laughs> Brazilian pounds Yeah that's, that's what they refer to there Brazilian sterling And uh, And court of controversy Over here too So do you remember... Canis Canamide, right? Uh, That's what it was called over here. Yeah, can, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keith Vaz uh, argued yeah. that Bully be banned or reclassified or, as rated 18 in the UK uh, before, it's, before it was out. Uh, and it would eventually ended up being a 15. Uh, Curry's and PC World, they uh, chose not to sell it because it was not appropriate for Curry's family-friendly image, <laughs> apparently. And say, clue number five, nonsense. as a matter of fact, my game was called something else, something different oh, yeah. over here, as you said, Rich, mm. uh, to what it's normally referred to, and a sequel has been rumoured for many years. There was concept mm. art or something this year, wasn't there? I can't I remember, think. yeah. A bunch of um, new bully merch appeared on the Rockstar oh, really? store as well. Of the old game, but it, like... Every, yeah. every now and again, there's something yeah. that makes people go... <gasps> Maybe it's a bully too. Well, it's like Red, it's like Red Dead before it, but now that Red Dead Two's been confirmed, it's like everyone's back on the bully uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, I, I reckon Rockstar just like fucking with us. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. do some bully stuff. Yeah. Let's put a bully t-shirt on the store. <laughs> People like bully. Every Tuesday, we send the call out on Twitter.com via our Twitter, VideoGamer.com, asking for questions for this, the question segment of the podcast, and you answer with your questions. Thank you very much. But as well, from now on, we will also be taking questions via our email, podcast at VideoGamer.com, which we have some emails. One terribly interesting one, right? Which which I'll leave to last, which is very interesting. (laughs) So, right, um, Ross McMahon asks, with Kellogg's announcing the sad demise of rice skills this week, I know, Alice, I know, it's been Mm. tough. (laughs) What is your breakfast cereal of choice? Um, Crunchy Nut Cornflakes. Fucking solid. Solid. Good job. Rich Walker. 
Uh, Go on, Emmy, don't, son. I'm going to have to, I'm afraid. I'm very sorry, because we don't have much sugar in our house, so I'm not allowed sugary cereals. I have to have porridge oats. Have to have porridge oats. I don't mind it. I put a little sprinkle of sugar on top. Porridge is porridge. I'm a fan of porridge, but let's say, let's say, she's let you run free. (laughs) It's supermarket sweep tonight, Rich. You go in, you run into Sainsbury's, you can grab whatever cereal you want, but it is one and one only. Okay. Uh, Choco Frosties. <laughs> the, the worst thing you could <laughs> either chocolatey, yeah. sugary yeah. balls. Well, I would. I would. Uh, oh, I, I also really like Wheatos. Wheatos are good. Wheatos. Yeah, Wheatos are good. I, I, I'd probably choose a Cocoa Pop over a Wheatos. Would I you? Think. I think really? I would, yeah. yeah. See, I find Cocoa Pops and, and Rice Cores just, they're, they're quite small, so they don't hold the kind of. Yeah, but that's why you throw loads into your mouth. <laughs> but they don't hold the. Crunch integrity for very long. They don't. No, that's true. Yeah, Weezos are 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 definitely more more like (laughs) substantial. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. They clench my fist. But I don't often have time for cereal in the mornings anymore, so I have Nutrigrain mostly. That's very the the diet of a a young professional. Yes. (laughs) What what flavour Nutrigrain? Apple or strawberry? I don't like the blueberry. Don't like the blueberry. No, I like the blueberry. It's a shame. <laughs> uh, Mogs asks, do you think PUBG, Xbox, PC, crossplay will be a viable option given the accuracy differences between control methods and is it likely to no. happen? Well, no. Brendan Green has come out like, oh, it was a couple, was it about a month or two ago and said he wanted crossplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is, I don't know, it is difficult or it would be difficult because of... Yeah, the accuracy yeah, mouse, issue. Yeah, mouse is just much more accurate. Well, isn't there um, keyboard and mouse support coming to Xbox? There, There is, but tell me how many people Yeah, will... who's going to buy a mouse keyboard I, I for their Xbox? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit on my couch with no, a t- keyboard on my lap. I think, like, you'll be... Yeah, it will be keyboard and mouse compatible. Like, it's not going to be Xbox specific, so you could plug out the keyboard and mouse yeah. from your, your PC, I suppose. But, so you wouldn't have to spend more money, but at the same time, I think the majority mm. of people would be using a controller... And, yeah. you know, there would be unfair advantages for, for PC players, but yeah. it would be cool. <coughs> it would be cool if there was like one large PUBG ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, Callum Agnew asks, how does the Switch's lineup look for 2018? All I can think of is a new Metroid. Well, oh, we have... Mon Hun, right? Uh, there... Ooh, is that coming to Switch? I thought it was PC, Xbox and PlayStation. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe she's. I mean, you would expect Monster Hunter to come to Switch. You would at some expect point, though, right? it, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the new Kirby. There's the new Yoshi, and off the top of my head, I'm not sure of others. Like uh, the last that was at E3, wasn't it? The Nintendo Direct where mm. they announced the Metroid with just literally a, a, a logo, and they said they were making Pokemon, but that was it. Like as of now. There's no, uh, with all due respect, of course, to Yoshi and uh, Kirby, like there's no top, top tier um, kind of player, really. There's no Mario, there's no Zelda, there's no, yeah, fucking, I don't yeah. know, even a Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, that'd be interesting. I'd love a new Donkey I yeah. really enjoy Donkey Kong. Uh, ben Naylor asks, best childhood game you got as a Christmas present? Oblivion. Oh, that's a good one. As a child? Have you been a ch- what year was that? 2006, Oblivion. Fuck me. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Streets of Age 2. Uh, I would say, I think the original Crash Bandicoot. Oh, that's I, good. Yeah. We're all, we're all showing our age there as well, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Streets of Age 2. Uh, Street, well, Streets of Rage 2, that was... Uh, that, that was some. Yeah. You got that? I, w- I wasn't... At, I was 16 in 2006. I wasn't like 8. Right. I was a child. But that's the, the game that I remember. <laughs> right. Getting at Christmas and caning. I'm sure I got. I got. I know I got Game Boy games for Christmas before. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Like, you want, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to? Do you want me to expand on more Game Boy games? No, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't want it all. Sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Ian KB says, having jumped back into gaming over the past two years, do you think I've hit a high point with 2017's games and may have to put up with a few quiet years now, or is the only way <clears> up <throat> from here? I think it's an interesting time to have got back into games because yeah. I think the landscape of games is going to change quite a lot over the coming years. Mm. We were talking about a lot before about like returning to kind of 
double A or the independent triple mm-hmm. A kind of yeah. Hellblade type thing. It's going to change a lot. Seeing a lot of kind of resurgence in indie stuff as well. And then triple A publishers are kind of scrabbling to maintain profitability on their big titles and stuff. So it's an interesting time. I think there are a lot of good games set to come out in 2018 as well. Mm-hmm. So everything to play for. Uh, most definitely, yeah. Uh, Michael asks, which do you prefer? So this is kind of a two-pronged question because I have well I've uh, Michael and Drew have two very similar questions Michael asks which do you prefer iced topped mince pie or standard and Drew asks what's the best festive cake mince pies Christmas pud pro, blah, Christmas pudding panettone yes. panettone yeah. uh, and Stalin Stalin Joseph Stalin I forgot Joseph Stalin I have no idea what the last two are I'll be Panettone's honest so I'm big. showing my class is a giant sort like, of Upside down muffin with fruit in it. Yeah, so fruit go. cake, basically a big old fruit cake. Yeah. Well, kind, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And what's Stalin? Uh, I can't remember. Just look it up. I've had Stalin before. I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I think Is it a pastry thing or something? I think it's another kind of fruity pastry thing. Mate, yeah. you know what I? I'm surprised. It, it, why has no one just said Christmas yeah, cake? Stalin is a fruit bread containing oh, dried. Fruit. None of those. Chocolate log. <laughs> Yule log. Viennetta. Mint yeah. Viennetta. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say none of those and also I don't like mince pies. I like so. mince pies. I, would I, have, I, would I, w- pies. I was once like you and I thought mince pie. Mm. What? No, I'll have mince in my shepherd's pie. Thank you very much. I was not, not that kind of mince. I will not <laughs> have yeah, it. I know it's not that kind of mince. I will <laughs> not have it in a cake. This is outrageous. Well... My mind was blown when I realised it's a different <laughs> yeah, mince. It's entirely boy and different. girl. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. There's something I get that they're rotten, right? I kind of understand that. But also at the same time, they taste of Christmas. Nice. They taste they, of Christmas. They do taste of Christmas. They do. I, I just don't like any species of fruitcake. No, neither do I. But the mince pie make an exception. I don't know why. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't, does it? But it's that makes uh, no sense. You can't just, hate something it's all so year. Christmas-y. And then just like something at Christmas. Well, I sort of <laughs> swallow the fruit out of it. If, <laughs> if I fine. if I gave you a mince pie in like me, mm. would you spit in my yeah. face? I'd be like, yeah, well, it's not Christmas. You don't eat it's mince pies in May. But can you? Not, would that not be good to fill your fill your summer with Christmas joy no, as well? It'd no, just be weird. Right. Be weird. And what is an iced top mince pie? What, I don't what, know. What's that? I, I just, Does it mean icing sugar? Just, All right. No, you can have icing on mince pies. Can you? Yeah. This is mind blowing. I've never heard such a thing. Uh, the Muka, Muku, to continue our food discussion, asks ripple or twirl? Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, Please do discuss for the next 15 minutes. I, I think the twirl, I think. The Ripple's a galaxy one, isn't it? Ripple is galaxy. Yeah. Oh, Twirl can See, they, see, they, they, have, they have advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. I think galaxy uh, as a chocolate is too soft and does not lend itself to the the twer- <laughs> the, the ripple format. And I do, and I can't have it. And I, I love, I, and it. I do love the the chocolate coating on the outside because that mm. maintains uh, structural integrity, and mm. you don't get bits everywhere. Yeah. But I just think the twirl is a better bar. It's more solid, isn't it? It's better made. It feels robust. Yeah. So I think you're being fucking very right. harsh on Galaxy really? Chocolate, but oh, I, I like wrong. I like the creaminess of a Galaxy. Yeah, like if you say, I was going to say a Galaxy Dairy Milk, but like you think <laughs> <laughs> a Galaxy it's just bar. A galaxy, well, I will, yeah. I will buy a Galaxy bar if I'm buying a bar of chocolate. I will mm. I will buy Galaxy, not Dairy Milk. Here we go. But, right. So but, why why then the twirl over the ripple, Alice Bell? Because I think the ripple, I think Galaxy is too soft. Right. For, yeah, for I, I the ripple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too melty. I, I think I prefer the twirl. I guess you're in the ripple camp. I think I'm colour. in the ripple camp. Yeah, yeah really? I mean, okay. when this question was sent in, <laughs> I really had to question a couple of things. But did you I, know it'd be this incendiary? No, not. Have you not listened to his food podcast? I mean, if you want, it gets yeah. very, very incendiary. Really? On the oh, food wow. at the top table. It's it's important discussing food. Rich. You should have us as guests. I mean, Rich, it'd be very. It would be very. Well behaved. Yeah. Gets very genuinely. There's been for serious fights. Is it really? yeah. yeah, it's really funny. Um, it. <laughs> brilliant. James Sterling Wilson asks, "What's the deal with airline food? It's like vacuum packed, and it's not of a particularly good standard." That's fair. I mean, you can't yeah. really say much more about that. Well, uh, I've had some alright airline food. I'll be here. You know, week. some perfectly acceptable. Stuff acceptable, lovely. chicken, chicken curry. Yes, <laughs> uh, so, uh, can I just say, yes. good one? to James. Right. So it's a good um, stand-up 
uh, observational comedy trope. It would, I, to be honest, I, I, I just yeah. wanted to say it would have been far funnier if you just answered the question and we moved on. But right. Right. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, because I point like, out that whoa, it was the same. Just cut it out. Whoa. Cut it out then. <laughs> when did, by the way, when did Jerry Seinfeld become the joke comedian? Like, when did that happen? Some point between Jerry Seinfeld being current and today, he became. The comedian that is a joke. The, like, oh, I'll be here all week. Yeah, yeah. And just being like, yeah. what's the deal with airline food? When you do Jay- that, you're doing an impression of Jerry Seinfeld, even if you don't know who Jerry Seinfeld is. Yeah. Jay Leno was a bit of that as well, though. Yeah. Like the kind of, did you hear about this? Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that sort of. <laughs> the observational comic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, as, as I said at the start of the question segment, we now take emails as well. Uh, so Sean emailed us podcast at videogamer.com and Sean said hi Colm and crew good man Sean well done uh, with the recent release of Doom VFR getting a PlayStation VR con- conversion uh, what other games would you like to see get the same treatment Alien Isolation comes to mind I think yeah, like scary games I, I horror games I couldn't handle Alien Isolation in VR no I mean it, it would be tough but like, like people loved didn't they <laughs> People uh, loved yeah. Re- Resident Evil in VR. Well, I, I couldn't c- hack it because it made me sick. Yeah, mm. yeah, I can, I couldn't cope with that. But it, it, it depends. Like I, I know. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I could handle VR. Mm. I don't think I. Ha- I don't think I can. Alice, no, I can't. Yeah, I would love to be able to because I love so stuff like Star Wars. The Star Wars VR thing where oh, you're an X-wing pilot. That yeah. was really great. It just made me yeah. vom everywhere. And I wish I could play them. And enjoy them without but, feeling sick. Yeah, I was like, I'm in Star Wars. I'm I'm in an I'm you, in an X wing. Yeah. yeah, you look down. You're wearing the yeah, orange wearing jumpsuit the suit that Colin doesn't carry. Yeah. I did. No, no, no. <laughs> strap in, boy and guard, because mm-hmm. Tom is here, and Tom is here to set the record straight. Right. I. This is terribly interesting. So Tom emailed us. He, Tom said, "Hi guys, I work in trademarks. This is about our discussion last week about Call, Call of Duty, Duty. Uh, the pet waste removal company, and obviously Activision's quite large first-person shooter." Tom said, "I work in trademarks. I also love video games. Those worlds sometimes collide. It's usually not a pretty sight when that happens. Every time there's there is a discussion about intellectual property, I wince because the terms patents, trademarks, and copyright are thrown." around as if they are one and the same. Last week's podcast segment about the Call of Duty case was a good example. Forgetting about software patents, because that's another mess entirely, it's especially copyright and trademarks that tend to get confused, probably because games are considered creative works. Copyright applies to the right... Uh, to distribute the creative work itself a book, a movie, a song or a game the publisher gets the exclusive right to publish the work as it is for a number of years nobody's allowed to publish game or parts of it without a license of the rights holder I'm going to skip down just a small bit trademarks have much broader applications and apply to the name slash logo of a product that is for sale a producer uses the specific product name or design Kit Kat, Nando's the tail lights on an Alfa Romeo to set its product apart from similar ones made by the competition registering that trademark gives you legal protection in short nobody may use similar wording or packaging to the one you are using so consumers don't mistake their product for yours however again skip down because it's quite long but very interesting however that protection only applies if the trademark owner actively protects and uses its brand Forcing a trademark owner to use their trademarks is supposed to avoid, quote, trademark squatting. This is fucking mad. Mm. Peugeot used to file all numbers between 101 and 909 for future car models. But fucking be- hell. But because they only used a few of those numbers, the other numbers lost their protection when challenged. Similarly, requiring a trademark owner to protect their brand avoids them holding on to dead brands forever. This has often backfired when trademark owners were too careless. Brands like Thermos, Aspirin, Velcro and Hoover lost part of or all their rights uh, because they're, the owners did not counteract uh, people using their brand as a placeholder for a similar activity. That is why Google and Apple are so adamant about avoiding Google as a verb for web searches and iPad for a tablet. If you cannot prove you try to avoid other people using their trademark, you lose the exclusive rights to it. Trademark holders are scared to death of losing the rights to their trademark, which is why they tend to overreact when something like Call of Duty, Scrolls or Candy pops up. While the risk of confusing Activision's billion dollar FPS franchise when a dog poo removal service is low in our eyes, Activision fears a judge may not see it the same way. Well, this took a bit longer than expected, but hope I was able to shed some light on the lovely world of trademarks and keep up the great work. Cheers, Tom. Tom, fucking thank you for setting the record straight. That's that's really interesting. I didn't realise Hoover is, was a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Hoover to me is just a verb. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But, <laughs> That's amazing. It's like, like Tannoy as well, isn't it? That's another one. It's Tannoy, pu- pu- yeah. Yeah, it's a public address system, isn't it? It's Tannoy's a brand name. I didn't know I didn't know that, that was a, a brand Partridge name. As a Partridge fan, I thought you'd know that. Because that's wait. something Partridge says in an episode. You've made a fundamental error. Tannoy is a brand name. <laughs> <laughs> what you should have said is public address <laughs> Also, wait. I've never heard it pronounced Peugeot before. Uh, well, well, do you know what? All right, <laughs> let's 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 get down to the bottom of it. Right, this always bothered me growing up when I'd right. watch when I'd watch English telly and I'd see the Peugeot, as I would call it, ads, and I'd hear your man say Peugeot, and I'd be like, "Where's the R? Where are you getting the R there?" Peugeot, but, but it's French, is, is it a right? cat? Is it, it a cat? Tell me, French is company? It a cat? It's a fr- is it a yeah, cat? It's French. Is it a cat? Where's Have you not the seen R? the logo? It's a, the rampant lion, isn't it? It is a cat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. There you go, Peugeot. Fucking bastard. Um, yeah, thank, you very, thank you very much for clearing up that, Tom. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, let's say nothing else about it, because otherwise Tom will have to email in again saying, no, yeah. you were wrong. Right we'll, no. we'll try our best to, to get it right. And uh, also, if, if we cross into an area of your particular expertise on the podcast and we get something wrong, do feel free to give us some info as Tom has done. I don't mean if you think our opinion is wrong and you have a conflicting opinion, by the way. Just if if we yeah. if you're a baker and we start talking about cakes, please feel free to tell us we're wrong about cakes. Yeah. Tell me why minced pie actually does contain uh, cow or something like that. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much to everyone who uh, asked us questions and emailed the show. So please do email us at podcast at videogamer.com and as well... Uh, because, right, I'm going to give you seven days, like Craig David, to email us. So email in normal questions, just title them whatever you want, right? But also, if uh, you are to get involved with the thing I am about to mention, in in the subject line, say, say, I don't know, what's easy to say? Just say, Gotti. Just big capital letters, G-O-T-Y, and let that be your subject line, because we are asking you the entirety of the video gamer community to tell us what your game of the year is right you would there will be an official video gamer community game of the year so yeah in the next between now and the next podcast email us with five games that you have played this year and you loved and whatever and each of those games will get a point and i'm going to tally up all the points and blah blah, blah and there will be a community game of the year uh, if you can just mention five games or if you want you can give a little blurb and your blurb that you say on the game might be included in a video. So, yeah, do that. That would be great. So, podcast at videogamer.com. Just in the subject line, just big capital letters, Gotti, G-O-T-Y. That would be delightful. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much as well to all the VGBGs. Uh, you will be getting an extended bit of this podcast very shortly. And an extra one on Friday. And you have... Yeah, all the VGBGs, you, since the last podcast, you've all been given an update as to how uh, the Patreon is changing next year. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash video gamer. So head there and you'll find out more about that. Uh, As well, to all the lovely normal people out there who are subscribed to us, please do rate us on iTunes. That will be just delightful. Five stars. Uh, You can also follow us all on Twitter. I am at Colin underscore Hearn. Rich is at RichieW82. Alice is on Twitter at BabyGotBell. And Video Gamers on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram and Facebook at VideoGamer.com and on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. But for all of your video gamer needs, just head to VideoGamer.com. And now it's time for my least favourite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener Adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. <laughs> goodbye. And say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Colin Hearn Sloan. Go fall. 